0: You to the wrestling with life podcast. What's up you absolutely beautiful people? Listen, I have fantastic news. Your girl is back. I was down bad in the trenches, I think for the last few weeks. Like I listened back to some of the episodes that I've recorded lately. And I could just like hear it in my voice. I could hear it in my energy. Like it was just so evident that like I was going through a little something. And I'm not going to apologize because I'm never going to shame myself for feeling my emotions and going through what I'm going through. But I do want to just say... I'm going to do better at bringing the energy even when I'm going through stuff on this platform because it's really important to me to like make this fun, to talk about hard shit and talk about hard life lessons, but like bring a good vibe to you guys, you know? Don't worry. Like I was sounding a little emo. I promise like emo MLED is going to take a seat on the bench and not make an appearance again for a while. I'm glad that I could use like whatever I was going through in the moment to give you guys some insider advice and stuff. But I also just like don't want to bring the mood down and I I want to come and bring good, positive energy. And so we're back. We're back with a good energy. I promise I'm done being emo. And I have another amazing life lesson for you guys today. We're talking about reconnecting with our inner child. We're talking about when things trigger us and we emotionally explode or we shut down or we mask our emotions or however we handle it how that is connected to our inner child wounds that we have from either childhood or things that have happened in our life. And, you know, we've mentioned this topic throughout other episodes, but I really want to dedicate an entire episode to it because honestly, it's what I have been having to do to myself lately. As I was going through my like shit these last few weeks, I had to mother myself, you know, I had to put my thoughts on trial, I had to talk back to myself because I was emotionally exploding a lot and assigning major meaning to minor events and just really like kind of forgetting a lot of what I learned in therapy and how I, you know, learned to manage this kind of stuff. Like, I feel like I had forgotten it. And to be honest, I won't tell you guys like all the juicy details, but I've kind of been like falling in love. And... Throughout this process of like opening up to somebody again, it's triggered the shit out of me. Like nobody talks about this, but when you go from having a toxic relationship to having a healthy one for the first time, it's so hard because you don't realize that you're safe now. You don't realize that you can let your walls down. You don't realize that. This person is not the same relationship that you've been in previously. So like when situations happen, I've been like triggered a lot thinking that, you know, a situation is going to go down the same way that it had in my past relationship. And I've had to like talk back to those thoughts and be like, no, this is a different situation. This is a different person. This is a different love. I thought, you know, I thought I was healed. I thought that I had like done a lot of the work, but being in a relationship for the first time again, I realized that I I haven't healed a lot of things and a lot of things are coming up, and what's really beautiful is I've had the opportunity to like work through that with my new partner. And I've been learning a lot about myself through this and I've also been seeing even more toxic traits that I have and being more self-aware about, you know, my wounds and my inner child healing that still needs to happen. And so I just really thought like, my energy's back. I feel like I kind of got on the other side of this stuff. So I feel like I'm really like ready to talk about this because it's fresh on my mind for one. And for two, it's just something that I think all of us struggle with in one way or another. Like shit happens to all of us, right? We can get so caught up in just wanting to feel loved, heard, and seen and validated that we just act from a very wounded place and we can lash out or shut down or emotionally explode, or we could act unproportionately or respond unproportionately to something really small and react in a really big way, like assign major meaning to minor moments. So today I'm gonna talk about why we should reconnect with our inner child and how to know if your inner child is wounded and how can we how can we reconnect with that inner child how can we get back to our cute little weirdo goofy selves that we were when we were younger before everything got so freaking complicated so first off the bat if you don't know what I mean when I say our inner child just think about like the part of you that never for one second overthinks what you're doing or what you want or how you feel Whenever you can be around people who let you be your most weird, authentic self, think about how childish and silly and goofy you get. Like There are certain people in your life, I guarantee, who make you feel so amazing because you don't have to pretend anything. You don't have to be anything that you're not. You can just let the walls down and you can just be you. And so really, when I say our inner child, I'm talking about your true self. I think the two are interchangeable. When we're little kids, it's really easy for us to just be ourselves and be blissful. And then the realities, the harsh realities of adulthood are that we gotta get shit done and we gotta pay the bills and we've probably been through some trauma and we've probably been kicked down a couple times, right? And that shit's no joke, like life is hard. When we're talking about reconnecting with our inner child, we're talking about finding the joy in life again. We're talking about living life to enjoy it, but to also now as adults be able to mother that inner child. So think about when a kid loses his freaking mind, right? Like he doesn't get the ice cream that he wants or the little girl gets her toy taken away or whatever it is that triggers the kid. Think about the emotionally explosive reaction that that kid would have, right? So we're not trying to get back to that. We're trying to minimize and manage that. So we want to get back to like the joyous parts of being a kid, the fun parts of being a kid, but now learn to kind of mother ourselves and put our thoughts on trial and kind of be that person since our parents aren't here to do it anymore, to talk ourselves off a cliff, to talk back to intrusive thoughts to call ourselves out when we aren't acting and behaving in accordance with our highest self. And it's really hard to do that. It takes mindfulness, it takes practice, it takes discipline. Let me start off with a quote that really captures what inner child feels like. Cause I just really wanna paint a picture for you cause it's just so beautiful. This quote is by Hena Sohail, I probably butchered that name, but the quote goes, see the world through the eyes of your inner child the eyes that sparkle in awe and amazement as they see love, magic, and mystery in the most ordinary things. I absolutely love that. It's really just romanticizing the shit out of everything in life. And I'm not talking about having rose-colored glasses and being delusional and looking at something really shitty and only seeing the good. Like, I'm talking about seeing the mundane, everyday things, the things that you pass by on your way to work and don't think twice about, or the things that sometimes you drag your feet about doing like going for a walk in nature or even grocery shopping or like just different things like that like learning to find romanticism and joy and awe and amazement in everything that you do who does not want to feel that way Everything is interesting. You appreciate things so much more. You're put into a mental headspace where you can truly see the beauty in everything because you're looking for it. You're having that excitement and zest for life. That is the feeling that I want. I don't know about you, but I want to feel like that all the time. I want to romanticize the shit out of my nine to five job. I want to get so caught up in my walk that I forget to look at my phone, you know, like, it's just being present and not being so caught up in our heads all the time. Like that is really what reconnecting to our inner child does for us. I think we get really serious and we forget that life is about enjoyment. Like I said, shit makes us hard. Things happen, right? And we don't stop to smell the flowers and enjoy life. You could go back and listen to my episode about Be Where Your Feet Are if you want to know more about that. I feel like I'm kind of saying the same things that I said there. So I don't want to keep going down that rabbit hole too much, but... Let's talk about now like how to know if you're wounded. Like how do you know if your inner child is wounded if you're operating from a place of your wounds? The first one is definitely if you're masking your emotions and go back to my let yourself feel your emotions episode if you want to know more about that. We talk deep about why we don't feel and what gets us there. You also might be wounded if you tie your worth to your productivity or your success. If you assign your value as a human being to basically anything that can be taken from you, your life is no longer about enjoyment. It's about you trying to prove your worth by attaching your identity to other things. And that's an episode that I will make and haven't made yet, but I'm very excited to make because it's something that I did for a very long time in my life. You can also know if you have a wounded inner child, if you're avoiding conflict completely, if you're a people pleaser, if you have no boundaries. Again, let me direct you to my other episode that talks about people pleasing. It's called People Pleasing is a Control Tactic that Dishonors You. Go check it out if you're a people pleaser. And another way to know if you're wounded is you could be blowing up and breaking down like I have been the last couple weeks. And When I started really seeing like these emotional explosions out of myself and just realizing how much they were out of my character and really digging deep into them and trying to figure out where the frick this is coming from, um, I realized that it was my inner child screaming. It was my inner child saying, Hey, we've been in a situation that feels like this before where there was a different outcome and I'm triggered as shit. That's what it was saying. So I have another quote for you now that really kind of explains what this this wounding can look like from your inner child the cry we hear from deep in our hearts comes from the wounded child within healing this inner child's pain is the key to transforming anger sadness and fear and this quote was by again i'm going to butcher the name thick not han i think when you're operating from a place of pain you're either shutting down, you're exploding, you're avoiding, you're not feeling you don't have boundaries, you know that you're really struggling. And this can look like anxiety and depression and kind of an overall sense of just like, being lost and like not really knowing who you are. And Your emotions just like aren't in check. They're kind of all over the place and you feel like you don't have any control over that. I'm going to recommend a podcast that I listened to recently that really talks about triggers because believe it or not, literally all of us have triggers of some kind. None of us are probably going to have the exact same triggers, but all of us has something that will happen that will take us to a place of a really high or low emotion and cause us to react. So let me just own my shit here right now. I have a deep fear ever since my last relationship, which was six years long. I have a deep fear of choosing the wrong partner. Like I've had this really deep fear of the next relationship that I get into has to be the one like I've put all this pressure on it. I have to be so selective. And of course, you know, I'm going to have high standards. Of course, I'm going to like want the person that I pick to be the best person for me. Of course, we all want that, right? But I was almost setting just like these standards that my now partner could not meet. Like I was putting expectations on him that I wasn't even meeting. I wasn't having grace for myself and I wasn't having grace for him. And it's almost like I was trying to make it impossible for him to love me or give me what I needed correctly so that I could find a way to get the frick out of that relationship because I was so, so scared to commit and it not work out. And I realized by doing that, I was just keeping this person at arm's length, they would get too close. And then I would kind of like push them away, or I would nitpick something about them that I didn't like them doing. And I would forget all of the wonderful, amazing things that they were doing. I was going to a triggered place because I had been let down before. And I didn't want to make that same mistake again. Let me just tell you some advice for anyone out there who's getting into a relationship again that you're never going to find someone who doesn't trigger you. And in fact, I think that it's important to find a partner who you feel comfortable to be triggered by. And that's besides the point, like I'm getting way off topic here, but it is so important to put yourself in situations where you lean into that. When you are triggered, that you lean into that and you let yourself feel and process and try to practice managing those emotions as best as you can. Because for me, at least, like allowing myself to emotionally explode, and then being able to kind of dissect what happened and to have someone who allowed me to do that and supported me through that, bro, like the amount of healing that has come with that has been insane. Like I went from going through emotional freaking turmoil the last few weeks to, being on top of the world because I feel like I'm working through some deep, deep wounds that I had. I hope that makes sense. But let me direct you to a podcast that really dives deep into this topic, and you should really, really check it out if you want more information on triggers and how to really talk yourself through triggers as they come up. It's a podcast called Relationships Made Easy with Dr. Abby Medcalf, and I will link it in the show notes. You can go give that a listen if you want to know more about that. So I'd love to pivot now to how can we reconnect with our inner child? How can we work through these triggers as they come up? How can we get back to our fun loving selves? How can we romanticize life? I have a long, long list here. So buckle the frick up. If you guys needed like advice and tools and ideas and inspo today for how to get back on track to your inner child, you're in the right frickin place, baby. First thing I would tell you is get messy get silly, embrace play again, you know, climb a tree, talk in weird voices, just lean into the weirdest freaking version of yourself. That shit is so healing. I was going for a walk the other week and I saw a tree and I was like, holy shit, that tree is a perfect climbing tree. It reminded me of all the trees that I used to climb as a kid. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna climb that freaking tree. And so like the grown ass now, almost 26 year old that I am, I climbed that fricking tree in the middle of a public metro park. You best bet I did. And I had no shame about it. And it was an amazing experience. And I felt like a little kid again. I felt like I just like stopped giving a shit what other people thought. And I just enjoyed myself. I don't know if you're the type of person that you could bring yourself to do this in public. I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, accepting that embarrassing myself is actually the best thing in the world because it's being true to me and it's just me being goofy and remembering to not always like take myself so seriously but like do something like it doesn't even have to be in public you could just be with like your best friend and like talk in british accents together or i don't know like rough house play games together get silly get goofy like just lean into your freaking weird like i'm telling you it's it's just such a healing healing feeling I would also say speak your truth. So many of us grow up and as adults, we are taught to filter ourselves so much. Obviously, I'm not telling you to be disrespectful or to start insulting everyone or to just like say shit that's going to get you in trouble. Like, obviously, be respectful, be an adult, right? Like, we don't want to go back to the, the child version that like offends everybody. You know how young kids will like literally tell you that you're fat? I used to, (laughs) I used to coach a girls running program back in the spring. And there, there was a girl one day who told me that I looked fat and something. And I was like, wow, it's a good thing that you're really cute. I'm going to go home and cry now. Don't be like that. I'm not saying be like that. But seriously, like, why are you filtering yourself so much? Speak your true thoughts. Be honest with what you want and how you feel and what you're thinking. Stop filtering. What's the worst that could happen? Honestly, if you were true to your thoughts and desires and actions and words, what would happen? Little kids do it all the time and they are so free. It is freeing. I would also say get outside and admire and romanticize nature. Go for a walk and just stare at the trees. Look at individual leaves and their little tiny stems and just like admire the shit out of them. As you're passing, like just notice the sky. Look at the clouds. Just really pay attention to the different types of clouds. What colors are in the sky? Go outside and watch the sunset tonight and just Really soak it in and like enjoy. Like just appreciate. Really slow down and practice appreciating the world around you. It doesn't even have to be nature. It could literally be a dog. Sometimes I'm like sucked into my phone or something and my cat's trying to like cuddle and love me and I'm like ignoring him because I'm on my phone. And then I mother myself and I'm like, pay attention to your freaking cat. Your cat wants some love, MLED. Like what are you doing? Get off your stupid phone. So like encourage yourself, remind yourself to appreciate talk to yourself, tell yourself these things. And when you practice the art of noticing, the world gets so much more beautiful. It gets so much bigger and you really get outside of yourself and out of your head. And it really grounds you. Seriously, just look around you right now. I encourage you, whatever space you're in, if you're driving, if you're in a room, if you're with other people, like just take a second and soak it in around you. Take some deep breaths and just realize you're alive, you're breathing. And how freaking amazing is that? Like, you should be in awe that you are one of 8 billion people on this planet. You're alive and breathing. Like, just take a freaking second and really realize the magnitude of that. I would also encourage you to write a letter to your younger self. This is something that I did in therapy, and it was such a healing thing to really think about who I was as a kid and to talk about the things that I admired about myself and to talk about, you know, the things that I had learned, like I realize I'm still that same little girl that I always was. Like there's not a past version of myself that I need to get back to. Like I am still her. Like I never lost her. She is still with me. Like I am still the same freaking crackhead weirdo goofball kid that I always was. I just need to let her come out and play. How many of you, honestly, is there just like an inner child in you just waiting for someone to ask them to come out and play? Come on, you guys. Don't trap that cute little kid inside. Let them out. My therapist actually told me to do this as well, is to put baby pictures on my mirror. And I did that when I was in a really, really low place. And really remembering that you were that little kid, it helps you have so much more grace for yourself, for one, because you're like, oh, like, I'm so cute. I don't ever mean to do anything wrong. Like, I know I'm just an innocent, sweet little genuine thing deep down. But also it just, it makes you just admire who you are at your core. You're reminded of like how you lived as a kid and you're like, oh, I am that. I can have that again. Like that is still me. Like I am the same girl, you know? I would also say spend some time with kids. Dude, being around kids, you just realize how much we stop letting ourselves be ourselves as adults. Like I said, the running program that I coached, being around those girls for the 10 weeks that I was with them, it healed me so much because I realized how serious I had gotten. Like the kind of things that I was choosing to talk about with even my family and my friends had become like so adult. The conversations that these little girls would have, they were just so goofy and fun and silly and playful. And it would be wild, we'd be trying to coach them and you'd have one kid like rolling around in the grass, like not paying attention to anything that was being said. You'd have two other girls like messing with each other. And the adults in us want to be like, pay attention, shut up, do what you're supposed to do, do what you're told, conform. I hate that we do that because it breaks kids' spirits. You know, like obviously we need to have some sort of order. We need to train them to be adults, right? But there's such a fine line in that, I think, because like there is so much beauty in just like letting kids be themselves and be freaking weirdos. Just observing that and watching that get around kids. I'm telling you, you can't help but want your inner child to come out when you see that. It is such a beautiful thing and I was actually with my baby cousins a couple weeks ago I guess they're not even like babies anymore all three of them are almost teenagers now but they are still so much themselves like they haven't fully grown up they haven't lost touch with who they are and my one little cousin she talks in the the goofiest voices like she does the how are you today like voices I hope I did that justice she does stuff like that and just like is a weirdo and like plays with her food at restaurants and is always joking. And like, you can't help but just laugh your head off when you're around that. And it's just like, so beautiful. Another great idea is do something freaking destructive, shred paper, go to like one of those break rooms and like throw a sledgehammer around and Bust out old TVs and cars or like whatever they have. Destroy shit. Like obviously do this safely and do not destroy another person. Do not hurt anyone else. Disclaimer. But let the anger and the rage pass through. We all have anger or rage or pain bottled up in some way. And that is such a physical great way to release it and let it go through your body. A lot of us just like pent it up. You know, we learn as adults not to express it. And anger is a healthy emotion if you can manage it in a healthy way. Punch the shit out of your pillow. Have a good scream. Like screaming really helps me sometimes. Like literally sometimes you just need to let a freaking scream come out of your body. It's a great way to just let that emotion pass through you, you know? Kids do it all the time. Think about how they scream their freaking lungs out. I would also say arts and crafts really fun way to create and get back to the funness of enjoyment and creation and and play, you know, arts and crafts are a great way to reconnect. Dance around your house. Oh, I do this all the time. I have dance parties by myself and it's normally like when I'm getting ready, but I'll just put on a playlist where I feel like a bad bitch and I'll dance in the mirror. And like, just to move your body in that way and be free. Like, I don't even care if you're cringing at me right now. Like, it is one of my favorite things to do and it leaves me feeling so good. Just dance around your house. Go dancing with your friend. Move your body and be free. I know so many people who hate dancing, especially in public, because they're so afraid about what other people think and I get it that can be very intimidating it can be very scary I've had that feeling as well but just remember that like literally no one is paying attention to you no one gives a shit everyone is worried about themselves I promise no one is making fun of your shitty dancing my favorite thing to do is dance with my friends the worm is my signature move personally I'll always bust the worm on the dance floor with my friends when we're out and about but for real like even if it's not out in public just do it alone do it alone in your own home in front of the mirror and just enjoy yourself it's a fun way to romanticize life like it makes you feel like you're the main character in a movie and the very last thing i would say you really have to learn to mother yourself you really have to learn to talk back to yourself and put your thoughts on trial obviously it is so good to reconnect with our inner child and play and do all this fun stuff and be silly but if we don't keep the piece of adulthood where we learn to parent ourselves where we don't learn to put our thoughts on trial and you know, learn how to not assign major meaning to minor events, which is such a good nugget of wisdom that I've been chewing on lately. Let me say that again. Do not assign major meaning to minor events. You really have to put the parent cap on and make a disciplined effort to talk back to yourself in that way when you start going down those kind of rabbit holes, when your thoughts start spiraling, when the emotions start coming up, when you start shutting down, when you don't let yourself lean into things, when you're tying your worth to things that you know could be taken from you, when you're people-pleasing other people and you're and you're not setting boundaries. Like, Really think about what your parent would tell you in that situation. What would that parent tell little led or little blank, fill in the name? What would your parent tell you? Or maybe not your parent. Maybe you weren't raised by your parent. Whoever raised you, whoever was a figure in your life that gave you good advice and mentored you and would pick you up when you were low and would give you words of wisdom, what would they say? And then I need you to start saying those things to yourself. What would that person that you admire and love so much what would they say to you that, that you can hold on to and repeat back to yourself? Because we create our own realities, right? We create literally like worlds in our head that may or may not exist. You are the only person who can manage those thoughts. You're the only person who can put those thoughts on trial. When you're telling yourself that you suck, that you're not enough, talk back to the freaking thoughts. Shout out to my stop being mean to yourself episode go check that out it talks a lot about this and how we can stop doing that but you really really do need to manage yourself nobody else is going to do it for you and if you don't learn to do that you will continue to be an adult that has an inner child wound and you will continue to operate from a very wounded place to go back to our quote from before See the world through the eyes of your inner child, the eyes that sparkle in awe and amazement as they see love and magic and mystery in the most ordinary of things. Guys, that can be your reality, but you have to create it. If you want to live your life in a way that feels healed and full and peaceful, and you're not operating from a place of wounds and projecting all over other people and emotionally exploding, like if you want that kind of life, You have to do the work and you have to reconnect with your inner child. I say this in so many of my episodes and I honestly can't emphasize it enough, but if you can afford therapy, if it is available to you, if it is even a thought that has crossed your mind, I cannot stress enough how amazing therapy is. It changed my life. It helped me so much to learn the things that I'm talking to you about on this platform, It helped me to accept myself. It helped me to heal the relationship that I have with myself. And ultimately, that is helping me to heal my relationships with other people. I am so confident that if I did not go to therapy, I would not be on this mic. I would not be feeling the way that I'm feeling. I would not be living the life that I'm living. I would never have allowed myself to fall in love again. I would not be in a position to be in a relationship again. And it's so funny, like one of the first episodes that I ever recorded, I talked about how I'm going to be single for a while and how, you know, I'm not looking and blah, blah, blah. And what do you know, like it's always when you're not looking or that you least expect it that someone comes along. And I feel really thankful if I healed so much of the relationship with myself, but now I'm healing my relationships with other people and how I show up in a relationship. And I feel so lucky and blessed to have another shot and to try to learn how to be a partner in a healthy way. Like what a blessing that I get a chance to do it again and that I have someone who is willing to work through that with me. You guys heal your inner child, go out and play, go climb a freaking tree, go do some arts and crafts, write a letter to your younger self, romanticize the shit out of the beautiful world around you, let your anger out, go hit a pillow after this episode, do something that you did as a kid, like recreate scenarios that remind you of who you were back then do like a hobby or something that you enjoyed so much so long ago. And stop shaming yourself now for being a weirdo. Lean into it. Lean into your weird. Embrace the cringe. Embrace the messy. Embrace the highs and the lows and let yourself freaking feel. And I promise you guys, like, there is no other way to live life than to accept your inner child, to accept your authentic self, to be you. It is the most beautiful experience in the world. Go talk in a British accent with anybody that you can find. Go just be goofy. Just go shoot the shit. Go play. Go have fun. Make yourself laugh. Make other people laugh. Stop taking life so freaking seriously. And I'm telling myself this because I have been taking life way too seriously lately and was getting triggered as shit. Life is too short to spend it in that state like it is time to work on these things it's time to move through these things we do know at the end of the day that all we have is now and there's no time like the present to heal yourself and to work on yourself so I really hope that you guys like this life lesson again my name is M and this is the wrestling with life podcast a space where I tell you about all the life lessons that I've learned the hard way I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in and for your support. Give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at wrestlingwithlifepod. Share this episode with a friend. If it resonated with you, you can leave me a review. Make sure to follow the podcast on whatever platform you listen on. Let's get out there and grab life by the freaking balls. Let's RKO the shit out of life. Let's romanticize the shit out of life and stop taking everything so seriously.